Hey there, I'm Keith Cauley, and this is Thrive on the Road, a Bridgestone America's podcast from CES 2023 in Las Vegas. We're talking to partners, other leaders in the industry of mobility solutions as we see the digital transformation and sustainable mobility take shape really all across the booths here at CES 2023. Today, I am joined by Sterling Pratts. You are the CEO of Car IQ, uh, a company that some of our teammates have seen a little bit about some partnership activity there, um, but excited to learn more. So Sterling, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Want to start, we always like to try to understand a little bit about our guests' backgrounds so we understand the expertise, the experience you bring. Um, but maybe before that, let's start with Car IQ and what is Car IQ, and then we'll get to how you got to it. Yeah, great question. So uh, Car IQ is a, is a digital wallet for cars that enables cars to connect directly to merchants and pay without the use of a credit card. Yeah, very straightforward, hopefully there, as we yeah. learn about all of the different technology payment solutions everywhere. Have you always been a guy that's in maybe a financial solution space or in an automotive space, or how did you get to Car IQ? Well, it's funny, I have a, a little bit of a diverse background. So it started with um, using, used to race cars. So I have an automotive background that's pretty strong. Um, in that car world, I also worked in tech. Uh, my dad told me there's not a lot of a, race car driver can do if he hasn't won the Indy 500 by the time he's 40. Um, so you better get a second job. And um, so I did and it happened to be in the tech field, working at Park and things like that. So I always had that combination of both. Drove for about 15 years. And then um, when I was done driving, I actually joined the board of the United States Auto Club. So I stayed involved with racing in Indianapolis and those things. Um, but I had this tech side to me and I had started a company back in 2007, and we were the first ones to put telematics, or not telematics, but internet in the car. Ah. And um, that really became my foray into tech and automotive sort of merging. Uh, it was a company called AutoNet, where we created first Wi-Fi hotspots in the car, so there were commercials for it at the time. Yeah. We created that Uconnect system inside of Fiat Chrysler, and started with Wi-Fi, and then eventually became a mobile application on your phone that allowed you to start the car, stop the car, roll windows up and down, things like that. Hmm. Um, and then sold that company in 2015 and started thinking about a new company, which was Car IQ. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we love racing. We're, we, we are big into IndyCar. I think Mario Andretti would argue that after 40, there's plenty you can do in racing, but he's also Mario Andretti, so that doesn't necessarily count equal. Um, I, I'm curious, as an entrepreneur getting into the tech field and exploring that space, did a mindset of being a race car driver help you kind of be fearless and exploratory and innovative? making that crossover? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, when you're racing cars, you're always juggling boxes. So you have to manage all these different situations that are going on. So I think being a driver actually naturally adapts you to that. Um, and also you have to communicate when you're driving, you have to talk to your crew and help them see on the track what you feel. Yeah. And, and that's a bit of an art and a science that I learned later in my racing career. And the same thing applies to being the CEO of a company. You know, when, when you go out and talk to customers, when you go out and see problems, you've got to come back to the engineering staff and help them see what the customers experience so they can solve that problem. Um, and that's exactly what we do and how we run Car IQ. Yeah. How did you then identify Car IQ as that next opportunity that needed to be solved? Yeah, that's kind of a funny one. Um, it actually, I had time off from when I sold, sold AutoNet. And I really thought about payments a lot, and I already knew a lot about technology in the car, telematics in the mm -hmm. car. And I knew there was all this data in the car. But the thing that really frustrated me was, I recognized that cars are just driving around looking for things to pay. And it's a massive market. 
but everybody uses a credit card and that frustrated me. You know, you had a card for gas, you had a card for tolls, which is usually a debit card, and you had cards for, for service and repair, and then maybe you had your online banking for insurance. And my thought was, why can't it just be one system? Why can't you just use the vehicle to communicate directly with the merchants and transact so all your payments go into one place? And you don't need all these credit cards or these payment types in place. And that became the formation of Car IQ. Yeah. Well, it seems like, I mean, a limited scope of knowledge here, but there's obviously a wide spectrum of the transportation industry that it could be applied in a lot of different areas. Are you cast a wide net on a ton of different types of vehicles and business platforms or business structures, or is it you're targeting one area to prove and then expand? Well, that's definitely the racer in me. It was It's <laughs> hyper-focused on one area and okay. get it right, and then expand into other areas. Um, you always have to be careful when you're starting something new to not eat with your eyes. Mm. Um, so it, it's important to have a focal point, solve that problem, and then move on. For me, there was sort of two things that had to happen. One was I wanted to go after the credit card, um, but I realized the card actually wasn't the problem. It was that banks didn't trust cars to transact. Mm. So it turned out it was a little harder than I thought. Um, they but, trust phones and just about everything else now, but cars we've got to put a pause on, apparently. It, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, that was the one I had a hard time admitting to everyone. That, you know, this might be a little tougher than I thought. Um, but what we had figured out is we reverse engineered that and said, well, the real problem is there's no way for a bank to trust a car to transact. So we need to create a form of trust. Today, credit cards use a process called KYC, you know your customer, knows everything about you when you go to transact. And we had to create that same sort of trust or that identity that a bank could use when a machine transacts. And so we figured it out, that there's all this data inside the vehicle and there's all this data around the vehicle. And if we could figure out how to take that data and put it into one place, we could send that to a bank and they can use that as a form of identity and verification. So yeah. essentially a bank would trust a car yeah. um, to be who it says it is. Fascinating. Yeah, I think it's things you don't think about until you get into those areas of space and then find out what are the flags that suddenly pop up, right? It's Absolutely. A lot more. Um, it would seem that you would need to be working with a lot of external partners and people to make some of this happen. I, to collaborating with, I, I don't know, whether it's the vehicle platforms themselves or uh, original equipment, automotive manufacturers, partners. Um, Bridgestone, we are obviously into this from a financial solutions and the, and the fleet management software perspective, I think. What, what do you need or who do you need to be talking to and developing relationships with to kind of bring all of this puzzle piece together? Yeah, you kind of have two sides to that. You have the partner side of that program, which Bridgestone fits a, a huge role for us because you have a variety of things from credit to the BSRO stores mm -hmm. to Azuga, which is your, which is your telematics platform. And of course, you're wrapping that around a mobility solution. And we feel like we fit right into the center of that. But the thing we need to start with first is, for us, it's fleets. We're very focused on fleets. How do we connect fleets and solve the problem of payments within them? You guys are experts in that. So we're starting to work with, how do we make sure we can connect all the data platforms associated with cars? So Azuga, Geotab, things like that, which we're now doing. Mm -hmm. um, and the second part of that is, who are the fleets we're talking to? Um, we want to build in our building right now a really strong foot uh, a, a footprint with the fleets. We have some of the largest fleets now signing on to our platform saying, 
hey, we don't want to use a credit card anymore. Uh, we simply want to use one single payment form that we can send out and allow our drivers to purchase fuel, tolling, parking, insurance, service and repair. So the BSRO stores are really important to us as a second phase. You know, today it's connect that fleet and get them purchasing fuel and tolling and parking. And then tomorrow we want to send them into BSRO stores so they can purchase, you know, tires, um, tune-ups, oil changes, whatever it is that you offer to those guys. Yeah, just extending it out. Do you, what is the response, I guess, is you maybe take this idea to people who manage fleets of different sizes or people who would be the prospective clients and customers. Do they think about this stuff already or is this kind of an eye-opener for them? They do think about it, but they didn't know it was possible. Yeah. So today, fleets are forced to use a fuel card, and then they use a separate form of payment to, to pay for service and repair. They use a debit card maybe for tolling um, or ACH processes. So they already are inundated with multiple payment databases. Hmm. Um, and so for us, we simply can go to them and say, hey, look, here's a single form of, of payment for you. It emanates from the vehicle. You no longer have to distribute a credit card. No one has to enter a PIN number or anything like that. But the coolest part is you get all this data with it. So now they have visibility into their fleet. They know how many miles are in the car when it fills up. They know where it filled up, what time of day it filled up. Um, they know the, the average uh, miles per gallon when it's buying fuel. And then they know other things about that car. They know how long it's spent at a gas station, um, which is opening up other opportunities. We now have customers coming to us saying, hey, I really think it's cool to know that a car spent 19 minutes parked in front of our C-store at a gas station. Could I send them a QR code and buy them a free cup of coffee? So now it's starting to open up these other use cases that we hadn't thought about before. Yeah. That are all then seamlessly with payment options tied together. Which exactly. Is nice. Yeah. Um, what is, in your mind, a roadmap forward? Because I think whenever people hear about these new technologies, they're like, well, how long until we see it? But are there then different milestones, different gates to get through? And what does that future road look like? Yeah, I think it's fundamentals first, right? Um, so we're already in the stage of we've got um, hundreds of customers on the platform. Thousands, we've done thousands in transactions on the platform. So we're very focused on fleets. We've built trust at that point with the banks, right? We're Ex good. <laughs> exactly. We have relationships now with major banks, uh, major payment networks, and all of them are now can accept a payment from a vehicle without using a credit card. Mm -hmm. So our focus is first go after the fleet market because they feel a lot of pain. You know, they have to distribute credit cards. They suffer from fraud, things that we can eliminate. Um, and then we want to go into the consumer market, but we'll do that through the OEMs. And the, the coolest thing about the product is the one thing it allows a customer to do, whether a fleet or a family fleet, just, you know, single user, um, is they simply now can add their car to their, to their uh, bank account. And by adding that simplicity to the layer, they then can then go on to the platform, choose their merchant partners, and then just simply enable those cars to transact with only those. What, um, as a CES guy or a tech guy, CES is an absolute overwhelming playground of stuff. As you walk around here, are there things this year that have stood out to you or do you come here looking for certain things? Yeah, I started coming here in 2007 and I remember my first experience was uh, my TV's not big enough and my phone's too small. Um, and well, it's all changed. Don't come here this year. I still find ways to make things bigger, right? It's amazing. Yeah, the TVs are continuing to get bigger, but now it's, does my TV expand from the left to the right or does it expand from the bottom to the top, um, which is pretty cool. Um, does my phone fold? But 
being here in the automotive hall, I've seen a lot of innovation that, that I think is really interesting that's coming. Um, obviously, autonomous cars mm -hmm. are a big theme here. Um, how do we manage electrification? Um, we're starting to see the introduction of hydrogen versus, elect, uh, versus batteries. Hmm. Um, I think that's kind of fascinating to me right now. And then there's sort of a sprinkling of AI that's sitting over everything, including what we're doing, right? We're using advanced data algorithms to determine whether um, a payment is secure or not, or it's the right payment to make. And the same thing can be said about how we're managing electricity in the vehicle, how we're managing services in the vehicle. So we're seeing a little bit of both forming. Awesome. And then the one question that I had, pure curiosity on my part, is I noticed at CES this year, you are in the BlackBerry booth. And so as a, not to, to date some of us, but we remember Blackbones as PDAs and in a certain very functional uh, product, they haven't gone away. They've just kind of changed their focus. There's a very it's still very relevant, but what is BlackBerry focused on now and why, are, why is Car IQ in their booth? I think, uh, one, I'm really excited about the relationship. It's something we've been working on for over a year. Um, yes, BlackBerry, when I tell friends we partner with them, <laughs> they go, the phone guys? Um, but the reality is, is BlackBerry is a significant player in the electronic side of automotive. They are 50% of all operating systems within the car through their QNX platform. And they've now developed uh, a new platform called Ivy that allows that OS of the car to communicate with the screens in the car and add services to the vehicle very easily. And one of the services that were picked were payments. The BlackBerry had heard from the OEMs that payments or adding vehicle wallets to the car was the next big thing. And we're very proud that, that BlackBerry chose us to enable that platform. So today, what you're seeing for the first time ever is there's a Jeep Grand Cherokee and there's a Ford Mach-E sitting in their, in their booth that are connected directly to merchants and transacting on their own. So the, the Cherokee um, is purchasing fuel, tolling, and parking, hmm. and the Mach-E can pay for its own charging. Well, I tell you, we'll let other people Google if they don't know wh why BlackBerry were phone guys in the past. We'll let them Google and find that out for themselves because they're they're just younger than we are. But that's okay. Um, fascinating stuff to learn about, uh, Sterling. Really excited about the opportunities that you have for Car IQ in the future, where Bridgestone can play into that. Uh, and appreciate you taking some time to talk with us about it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners, as always, we remind you you can find any of the episodes of the Thrive Podcast on your platform of choice to listen to podcasts. You can also watch the videos on the Bridgestone America's YouTube page. And if you have an email question or a topic of a story idea, just send us a note at thrivepodcast at bfusa.com. We are at CES 2023, but we're still reminding you to keep on keeping on because at Bridgestone today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody.